What's up, Internet? This is episode 52 of the PlayStation Report, a weekly PlayStation show where myself, Frank, and my good partner here, Tyler, like to talk about PlayStation games and stuff. That is a true, true fact. How are you doing, Tyler? I am okay. You seem like the definition of okay. It's just been a week. I'm ready for the fucking weekend, man. As am I. Do you anything know, exciting this week? And anything exciting this, happen? The past week? Yeah. Um. Saw Logan. Hmm. Was that any good? It is the best superhero film since The Dark Knight. All right. Um, I'll just have to take your word on it until it releases digitally. I refuse to go to a theater anymore. Why is that? Because I don't enjoy the theater experiences I've been having recently. Mm. That's a shame. I love going to the movies. People down here are just jackasses a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of jackasses, too. There was a very uh, important scene going on in Logan, and... There's just a bunch of people talking around us. It's like, just shut your fucking mouth, man. Mm. Like, I I, I just will never understand why you would go to a movie and just either one, sit on your phone, or two, talk the whole time. Like, just shut up and enjoy the movie. That stuff can wait. Mm. Like, it's just crazy. Do you have nice, comfy reclining seats and stuff down there? No, we don't. We don't have any of those Ah. amenities. Yeah. See... We, we have the nice, comfy reclining seats up here. And then there's a movie theater. It's about an hour away. Um, that'll serve you food and alcohol while you watch the movie. And they have nice and comfy reclining seats. And they have one of the biggest screens I've ever seen in my life. We go there occasionally for, like, really nice movies. Uh, so far, I'm one for three of seeing good movies there. Doctor Strange being the only good one I saw there I, because I saw both Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad there. And, uh, yeah. Well, not good films. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but yeah, Logan's phenomenal. I, I, I urge everybody to go see it. It is, it is an incredible movie. It, it's the best movie that has the Marvel name on it. Okay. I will, I will, uh, check it out as soon as it's available to me yeah what about you (sighs) oh i went to see the red bulls mls team the new york red bulls they came down for um atlanta united fc's opening game um which is actually their first game in the mls they're a brand new team this year and my red bulls beat them cool i wasn't where's the red bulls again new york new york so I wasn't in the like New York supporters section, so I was surrounded ah. by a bunch of Atlanta fans. And Atlanta scored first. I'll give them that. They scored first, so everyone was like super happy until the second half of the game where the Red Bulls just scored two bang-bang. Mm. And I was the only one cheering there. I was like, yeah! And everyone yeah. around me was like dead silent. Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I've never been to a sporting event. It's a of it's, significance. It's an experience. Um, yeah. Stadium atmosphere is probably my favorite part about it. 
I yeah. mean, I think the actual viewing experience is always going to be better at home on TV, but right. the atmosphere, like all like the chants and the cheering and all that stuff, it, you just can't yeah. get match that at home. Yeah, like I would absolutely love to go to an NFL game sometime just for that that type of atmosphere and stuff. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more boring to watch than on TV, you know, because of all the you, you know you see all the breaks and and all that kind of stuff but i'm sure it's still fantastic type of thing to go to it just sucks that the only that the football team closest to me is the philadelphia eagles and they suck ass i mean the ravens are close by yeah that's true but i don't like the ravens neither do i I, i'm i am not a ravens fan just go when like a team you like comes into town yeah i could i could or i could take a little bit longer of a trip and go to uh pittsburgh Ooh, yeah I, I, I wouldn't mind that. I, I I like the Steelers. I like they got they got good stuff going on. Yeah, they do. Le'Veon Bell's really fun to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. So is Antonio Brown. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell pulled me through in our fantasy football. I I know. Where, uh, the audience already knows this information. Yeah, where uh, I uh, beat you and I was the 2016. This is wholly unnecessary. Champion. We don't need to be talking about this. <laughs> oh oh yeah. goodness. But yeah, this is a show about video games and primarily the PlayStation platforms. So, as we do, I'm going to ask you this question. What you been playing, bruh? Um, not too much different than than normal. I finished and platinumed Watch Dogs 2 over, over the weekend, um... So platinum number 18 for me, I think. I'm creeping in on you a little bit. Um, very, You know, I set myself up so that once I beat the game, I, I got the platinum. And um, that trophy that I was talking about going after last week ended up going very quickly. That was definitely the easiest part for, you know, it just, everything just came on my side. You know, when I was going after that trophy. So, so that was fun. Um, but the last mission is just... It's not the greatest. It's its very overly difficult. There's a huge, you know, difficulty spike. Kind of like the first Watch Dogs, in a way. Um, and I remember in the first Watch Dogs, you had... And correct me if I'm wrong. You had to escape the cops for the last mission. Yes. Yeah. You... And I... They set it up to where that's what you would have to do in this one. But luckily, they decided not to. But still, like the design of that mission was just very, very frustrating. There, there's just a section where there's just dudes fucking everywhere. And the best part about Watch Dogs 2 is using your toys and, and stealthing your way through it. But I just – I literally died probably a good 10 or 12 times doing this. Just this one section – because I felt like if I tried to stealth my way through it, I would just constantly be getting caught no matter what I was doing, no matter what different approaches I would take. It was just really frustrating. So I ended up just whipping out a rocket launcher and just blowing the shit out of literally everybody. Worked out. I eventually got it. It obviously did since you got that platinum trophy. I did. So, yeah, did that. Um Played more Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm uh I'm getting there. I did my first cauldron the other night, which was an experience for sure. 
collagens are incredible, and I very much am looking forward to doing more of them. It's just the world of Horizon Zero Dawn, which we talked about last week. I mean, that's like the best part, in my opinion. In the cauldrons, just take that to a whole nother level to me because it's like you, you go around the world and you know you're learning about stuff and you're looking at the environment. You're like, oh, well, what the hell actually happened here? But then you go into the cauldrons, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's just it really just makes your head, you know, spin and you know ask big questions about the world uh it's it's great and that the gameplay is great when you get into very intense battles those are just so memorable and 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 fun and the game plays smooth it's not it's not a revolutionary game at all but i just think that it's what it does I mean, what it does, it, it pretty much takes everything from other games and kind of pieces it together. But what it, when, you know, it fires on all cylinders, it, it's just, it's above the rest, in my opinion. Like, it takes gameplay elements from, like, Far Cry, but I think it does them way better than Far Cry and, and, and all that stuff. And, it, and it's great. We talked about it ad nauseum last week. Uh, but you beat Horizon Zero Dawn. The that story. I did. I, I, I beat Horizon Zero Dawn, the main story. I am on track to get the Platinum. Uh, there's some collectibles I need to clean up. Um, I'm not so sure about one set of collectibles that kind of lead to something else that I'm not going to spoil, but I need power cells, and I'm mm. going to have to look up where I have to find them. Mm. Because yeah, I have a I feeling that maybe I fucked myself... And that I might be, uh, they might be locked away, and I hope not. Yeah, that would suck for sure. Mm. I kind of, I think I just kind of unlocked a whole new area in a way. And before I did that, I kind of cleaned up my map on, you know, the starting area and kind of up north towards that, up that way too. And I just kind of cleaned up and got all but two collectibles, I think. So that's what I'm kind of doing, just making my way across the map. And, and to me, too, this world is so freaking memorable. Like, it's it's beautiful, but it's got just memorable locations all over the place. Um, and it, it, it's just, it's fascinating, and it's so well put together. And I'm enjoying my time with it. I'm kind of taking my time, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I think it's... Definitely my favorite game of the year so far. But we'll see how it stacks up against others that are coming out. Because holy shit, what a time to be alive. Yeah, what a time indeed. Um, um, I, the only I'm, other thing... No, oh, sorry. Were you gonna... I'm, I'm really excited for, to see what you think at the end of that game. Because I think oh, the, like, yeah. the story just gets so much better at the end. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I've been hearing from everybody. And I think the story's already really good. So, uh, yeah, I, I just did the mission um, where where the game first introduces you to corrupted zones. Okay. Without spoiling anything. So I'm going out from there. I, I ended up the other night just doing a ton of side stuff, uh, side quest errands, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, it's great. I love it. Um, the only th- other thing I did, which we did together – 
was we oh, did our God, placement matches. I don't want to talk about this. For Overwatch competitive season four, and it was very depressing. Oh my gosh. Very, very depressing. <laughs> so when you and me placed last season for season three, we were in like the 2300s, and we're both in the 1900s this time. And I just find that very frustrating because both you and I were just killing it, man. Like we were playing at such a high level in just, you know, there was one match that we absolutely should have won. That just was the most heartbreaking defeat. I think I've had in that game and, you know, just matches that weren't even competitive. Like literally we just got demolished and, I felt like all of our matches, in order for us to win, we just had to freaking claw to get those wins. And, you know, we never really won with dominance or anything. And it was just really frustrating, you know, to to always see, like, you and me at the end or, you know, getting, you know, recognition through those cards at the end that you can vote for and, and to... uh See, oh, I got 40 eliminations that round. I was completely killing it, and we fucking lost. And it's like, it's just, it was really frustrating. I think we only won four of our matches. We had one draw, and then we lost the rest uh, in very yeah. depressing fashion. I'm just yeah. trying to keep calm and trace her on. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 and, and that's the thing. Like, both you and I wanted to play other characters, but we constantly just had to come back to the characters that we're the best with, like, all the time. And, yeah, you're playing competitive. You should play with who you're best with. But, you know, I don't want to play Soldier 76 for 10 matches in a row. I like playing him, and he's my the character I'm best with. But, like, damn. But, like, you always had to switch to Tracer and, and all kinds of stuff. It, it's just – it was really frustrating. But – you know, no, I think we can see, get I think the problem was I didn't play Zenyatta enough. Maybe. Because we I don't want to be critical, but we didn't have very many heals going on. No, we we definitely did not. That 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 is definitely the one thing that we needed more than anything. It was super depressing. It we're going we're going to have to claw our way out of that shit. Yeah, and the yeah. frustrating thing is we're gonna get matched up with shit teammates too that are also down in that division. I know, and we're just That's gonna have to up. carry it. We're just gonna have to carry these teams. I'm gonna go with Zarya, just because of her power lifting body. Yeah, we're gonna yep. have to just carry these guys. I'm learning yeah. Zarya. I'm learning to get good with Zarya. Yeah, you weren't doing too bad. It was just like. The one, the worst match that we lost, we won the first round. It was a control point on Li Zhang Tower or whatever. And someone left our match on our team, which sucks. You know, if you do that on purpose, you're just a fucking asshole and you should just be banned from competitive play for the rest of the season. Sorry. But, you know, if you accidentally lose connection or something, okay, that's, that's a different story. But um, anyway, we lost a teammate in... You and I did this before where we lost a teammate and we still pulled it out. And we're like, all right, we just got to fucking do it. And we were fucking doing it. We got all the way to 97% and then lost the point and then we could never get it back. And then we lost the next round. 
got completely destroyed the next round. Like we didn't even put up a fight. And uh that was just a very that that was like the most depressing loss of the night. Mm. That's just Yeah. Yeah, it made me made Stuff me sucks. very sad. Made me very angry. I sent out some angry tweets about it. Uh, maybe yeah. not the most nicely worded things, but, you know, who gives a fuck? Those people are assholes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's, it's just like, you know, when you're playing basketball with your boys or something and you're just balling. You, you drop 50 and you lose. Like, that shit sucks. That's kind of how it felt. It's like when you're Aaron Rodgers and your team just fails you. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like like the past three years for him. But yeah. Uh, I also played Disc Jam, which yes. is one of the PlayStation Plus games this week. Uh, I mean, this month. Um, Disc Jam's really fun. I like it. It's um, basically you're playing. Like, it's kind of like tennis with a frisbee. And you're bouncing it off walls. Um, I I don't know. I don't re- really how to explain this game, but it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, just quick matches, similar in pacing to Rocket League, as in like you get a, a lot of quick matches in. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it just doesn't have like the depth of Rocket League. I don't think. I don't think like the skill ceiling is as high in that game because I feel like. Because I lost, like, my first four matches when I played. And now I haven't lost a single match since. <laughs> like, it, what are you, throwing the disc off yeah, walls you can th- into you, a goal? or Like, there's, there's like kind of like an end zone in the back. That if the disc reaches there, you score. Okay. Uh, or if the disc hits the ground on their side, you score. Which, it only hits the ground if you throw, like, a lob throw. And then it like comes down. You're supposed to use that when they're out of position, so you lob it to a corner that they they can't cover, and it yeah, just yeah. lands in their area. Um, but yeah, you can like throw it. You can put different kinds of spin on it. You can make it like spin and keep bouncing off the wall and hug the wall if you spin it enough, or you can like try to spin it around them if they're close to the net, mm-hmm. or you just bounce it really fast so it zigzags and they lose track. But yeah, it's just it's. Very basic mechanics. Yeah, sounds like it. It sounds sounds neat though. I have it downloaded. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, we got we got to do that sometime. Whenever we have time for these games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's uh, just a lot, a lot happening right now. Mm. I love games like that though. That are that are fun, like online games that are just competitive with your friends, but also probably make great couch co-op stuff. And it's the nice one and game, bite-sized, too. Yeah. And the, and the one game that the PS4 absolutely is missing I-Darp. is hashtag iDARP. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What a game. If you have an Xbox One, you absolutely have to play iDARP. You oh, will have yeah. a fucking riot. Anyways. Well, I, th- I think that's all I have. Let's move in to the news of the week. Well, not the news of the week, but there is news that happened this week. First of which is Mass Effect Andromeda news and stuff. Uh, The Mass Effect Andromeda multiplayer DLC maps will be free. Yay. Yeah, that's a a thing. 
that I very much like about Mass Effect. We don't really have to talk too much about that. But yeah. well, in stark contrast, we're going to go to the yeah. next one and maybe have a little discussion between these two strategies. <laughs> but in stark contrast, we have here Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered getting premium map pack DLC. <laughs> so the game released in 2008? Six? 2008, yeah. Yeah, the DLC was 2008. Okay. Yeah. And it's being re-released, basically, in its new shiny packaging. Yeah. So this is the map pack that has, like, Creek, Chinatown, Kill House. I feel like I'm missing one. Um, I might be missing one. Um, But yeah. It was the first piece of DLC ever for Call of Duty. I think I can envision the map you're missing. It's like this broadcast station. Yes. I don't Damn know it. what that map is called, though. Yeah, I'm forgetting too, but yes, you you are correct. It's basically out of the campaign. Yeah, the second from, level of the campaign. From, yeah, from Alice um, Yeah. Yeah. So this was the first DLC for Call of Duty, really. Uh, and more so when the 360 and Xbox Live started to take off and DLC started to take off. I remember buying this. This is one of the first things I ever bought because, I mean, Creek, Chinatown, I, I really enjoy, especially Creek. Um, so you bought this DLC, and now Activision wants to sell it to you again for 15 goddamn dollars. Yeah, it is. $15. It's a fucking load of shit. It, okay, if this was $5, it would be like, okay, I, I, I understand. You might not want to give everything away for free on this game. But $15 is just unbelievable to me. Uh, it, this just does not need to be in line with, you know, the mainline stuff and in Infinite Warfare and stuff of $15 a map pack. It's just insane. Because you're not getting the same value that you would get out of a map pack for say infinite warfare, because for infinite warfare, you're going to get four new multiplayer maps and, and a zombies map or something that you can just play over and over again, discover all these secrets and stuff. You get a lot more value out of it. I still think charging for maps is insane, but at least you're getting more value out of it than just four new maps that just look a little bit better in 10 rare supply drops. Like who cares? Yeah, um, they're basically, yeah, it's, it's really just stupid because they're not even designing new maps. They're just making old maps look better. Yes. They can yes. fuck off with that shit. Um, yes. Also, on top of making us buy Infinite Warfare to even play Modern Warfare. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, I, Activision is just doing this all wrong. This is like, I mean, Activ look, Activision doesn't hide their greed. But this is just not even remotely trying to hide your greed. Just, it's just basically just being like, give me money while also whipping your dick out at the same time and bragging about how big it is. It's like, come on, man. It's like, it's like they think we're a bunch uh, of cucks. They, they exactly. Just, they're, they're bending over our wallets and fucking them while we're watching. Yeah. Like, I, I, I am not buying this. And I, oh, no. I, I mean, do whatever you want with your money, but... This is one thing where I strongly urge people not to buy this because this is just insane. Yeah, but on the flip side, you have EA doing the good thing here, which I, I, I want to applaud them for. 
not charting mm-hmm. for fucking maps, multiplayer maps. And who knows how yeah. the multiplayer will tie into the single-player campaign if it does, like, in Mass Effect 3. But Yeah. In, in the Mass Effect stuff is pretty in line with um, past Bioware games, uh, like Dragon Age Inquisition and Mass Effect 3's DLC was free. Um, but then also on the flip side, you have EA selling $15 map packs for Battlefield 1. Although, you know, Battlefield, I think, has a little bit more replayability than, say, Call of Duty. Um, and those are brand new maps. They're big. There's a lot going on, a lot of things to get into. Um, and they got a little bit more going with them in each expansion. But this is just literally just bringing the resolution up a little bit, playing with some lighting. Like, no. It, it literally probably killed Activision inside to give away maps for free for this game in December. It just probably killed them inside. They probably so badly wanted to charge $15 pop for it. And, and you know, on top of that, they add microtransactions into this game and all they new added weapons new and all kinds weapons. of stuff. It's like, no, stop. Just stop. They did the thing that I didn't want them to do with this game. Yeah. They changed it. I don't yeah. care if you think the new weapons are balanced or not. That's changing the game. That is that is something that I have not come across before that is surprising me. Yeah. I should not be surprised when I play a game that is over a decade, well, almost a decade old. Wait, when did, yep. when was Call of Duty 4 out? 2007. So it's a decade. Oh, about a November. decade old. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Shitty. Don't don't do this. Like, come on, man. Please. Please. Hey, please, please. Activision just needs to be making that money. Especially off of these Call of Duty games, because they didn't sell as well. Mm. Get all they can. Well, if sales are any indication, it appears that Steep is looking for more sales, because uh, you're going to be able to play it for free this weekend. Seems like they want to get it out in front of more people. So, yeah. Um, this weekend, as of your listening to this, you can probably play it. Yep. And yep. you'll be able to play, yeah, just all this weekend, I think. Yep. And if you enjoy it, you can get it for 50% off. Sweet. There you go. I take that as you will, but I believe that means that Steep didn't sell very well. Well, in Ubisoft's, like, earnings report, from a few weeks ago, they said this game performed above expectations, but I just feel like nobody really has talked about it. And maybe this game's going for a completely different audience than we normally, you know, listen to or talk to. Um, so maybe that audience that bought this game just isn't as vocal about it or anything, but I just find that kind of weird to say that. Um, and also it came out at a bad time and also having this free weekend is at a bad time. Like, they chose this weekend. Oh, exactly. Although up here in Pennsylvania, it, it might be appropriate because it's I, I don't understand this, man. It was 65 degrees today and I'm not I'm not joking. We're supposed to get three inches of snow overnight tonight. It's supposed to be like 35 tomorrow. Like, I, I believe on, it. I, I lived there. I lived there. I know what that's like. Yeah, that's but it's, it's this winter has been worse than past winters because it'll be like 60 degrees all week and 
February, and then the next day it'll snow, and just the next week it'll be freaking 25 degrees. It's just pick one or the other, man. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> if you're uh, looking to get back into Destiny for some reason, uh, they're giving you a reason to try to do so now. Because uh, there's an update coming out called Destiny's Age of Triumph where they're going to make some old raids relevant again. For as yep. relevant as they'll be until Destiny 2. Yes. But yeah, it seems just like their other events, you'll have that record book and be doing all these different things to accomplish the things in the record book, blah, 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 blah. It's another Destiny event. Basically, it's the final event for destiny one it starts march 28th the record book is going to have i think 13 pages in it it's it is the biggest record book that that has been in the game yet um they'll have a page focusing on playing per you know specific things in certain periods of time um in other, you know, activities, they'll have story achievements, which for Destiny 1, that's funny. Um, Class-specific stuff. And, yeah, they're bringing the raids back, all all of them. So they'll have, like, a raid-specific playlist uh, every week. No matchmaking or anything. But um, basically, if you play Vault Glass one week, you'll get specific rewards almost like you know doing the daily strike or mission or whatever it's basically that um all of the raids are going to be at 390 light level um so you'll be getting some good stuff um in things that were difficult to get like the vex mythoclast they're going to be coming back and you can get um and yeah they're basically bringing back the old raids, which people have been wanting for a very long time, like even way before this. Because um, basically, when they would put out new content, the old raid is just completely irrelevant. When the you know the raids are really great, um, they can be very frustrating, but they're fun uh, when you you know have a good team and stuff. But yeah, um, so no, that's basically the gist of everything. Um, coming back doing stuff I, i'll be honest with you in i'm a huge destiny player i don't know if i'll hop back in for this i i don't know if i'll really hop back into destiny until the sequel launches it's just you know i enjoy it but one i have no desire to really play these raids maybe the new one just wrath of the machine because i never did that one but i just don't really have desire nor the time and there's other things that I'd rather play right now because it's just an insane time for new games. So I don't know. Yeah. By the time this I, event happens, Mass Effect will be out. Exactly. Exactly. And I just kind of at, at this point in time, I would rather be playing new games than playing a game that launched three years ago, even though I very much enjoy it. And knowing that a sequel is launching this holiday. I'm but okay. the 10-year game. Yeah. <laughs> and that brings us to another thing, is that Bungie announced that in Destiny 2, um, your gear, your weapons, all that stuff will not be carrying over into the sequel. The only thing that will continue 
is your character's appearance. Basically, your hair, your face, your whatever race you chose, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It, it, that's not a big deal to me uh, personally. Like I don't, I don't really care. Yeah, I. You kind of can look at Destiny and go, well, I grinded all that time for all these weapons and gear, and now it's completely irrelevant. Um, well, fuck, that sucks. And and yeah, it does. But they have to completely start over with Destiny 2. And maybe Destiny 2 into 3, maybe your gear and all that stuff will carry over or something. But the framework that they built Destiny 1 in just needs to be completely scrapped and started over pretty much. And I just think what we'll see with Destiny 2 is going to be completely different than what we have now. And they kind of have to. And and Bungie themselves kind of said, like, yeah, we kind of have to do this in order to make Destiny 2 everything you want it to be in the best game we could possibly make. Uh, So... Yeah, I, I don't see the point in really getting frustrated over that. Honestly, I would. I'm probably will make a new character when Destiny Two launches. I like the way my dude looks, though. I mean, he has some really slick looking hair. He's very stylish looking. Uh, so I'll maybe I'll bring him over, but we'll see. Mm. It's just, yeah. No, I'm no. so intrigued by Destiny Two, but. Um, I'm just a little skeptical at the same time. I don't. I'm not getting on that hype train anytime soon. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you gotta imagine it will be announced here soon. Uh, that they'll release some type of trailer and E3 gameplay reveal or something. I don't know. That, yeah, it's it's kind of obvious. That's what's gonna happen. Not so obvious, however. Yeah. We didn't see this coming. Uh, co- Don- Naughty Dog's co-president, Christoph Balestra, has announced his departure. He's going to leave in April. I'm not sure if it's retirement or if he's moving on to another company, but... He wants to uh, leave Naughty Dog to pursue other personal ambitions and stuff like that. That's mm. what he said. Who knows what that means, but uh, yeah, he was in, at Naughty Dog since 2002 doing... Yep. So he's definitely one of the one of the core people there. We'll see how Naughty Dog changes without him, or if it does, see what he does in the future. But I just wanted to mention that out there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, one thing when he said they left, he, he when he's leaving, he said this is like the hardest thing he's really ever done. And also he, you know, thanked uh, the other co-president they have right now, Evan Wells and stuff. So. Naughty Dog's going to continue, and they're going, they're going to be fine. But it is, it is a little bit of a shitty thing, for sure. Maybe he'll take what he knows and make something good elsewhere. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but they're, they're, that's a thing. Mm. Share Factory's also a thing. Did you know that? Oh, Share Factory. Yeah, Share Factory got a little update now. <clears throat> um... Update 2.5, there are some new features. Um, most important of these features is that you're going to be able to import external videos, images, and music. Um, I haven't actually used their video editing tool, which I'm not no. sure who does. Yeah. 
I I personally have not used this either. Um, but it seems like it's bec it's become a little bit more uh, realistic for if people were actually looking to use it to make good things. Mm. Because if you can't pull in external assets, that's just how are you going to watermark anything? How are you going to like just put like little cards, you know, like lower thirds and stuff like that? It's yeah. just like like little things like that that you just need when you're editing a video. But um, yeah, yeah. We'll see if Speaking this. Of... Oh, good. Sorry. We'll, we'll see if this actually like increases the use of Share Factory. Yeah. It is nice to update and and, and all that stuff. Speaking of updates, though, PS4's uh, 4.5 update is out today, as we are recording this. So you yes. get some. You can go get yourself a big old fat external hard drive and flop it on there. I'm gonna get eight terabytes. And I'm going to just load it with all of the VR porn. Yeah, what type? What are you going to get on there? Um, What's the first porno you're going to put on there? Probably just someone riding me, you know? All right. No, just like... Good. I, I don't know. It's not going to be any... It's going to be pretty basic. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be any of that kinky stuff. Not None of this uh, stepbrother or stepsister kind of deal you know i've kind of noticed that is like one of the that is kind of the like category trend. now that is like yeah. the category that i don't know where it came from yeah but that's a thing now yeah in that in the whole like mom teaches daughter how to bone type of thing yeah and then like property know. agents yeah like that stuff probably never really happens in real life, and I'll be surprised if it does. The funniest thing is, <laughs> is when one when, when a dude is fucking a chick because she's stuck somewhere. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen those? Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've I haven't actually that. clicked on any of them, but I just read like the title, and I'm like, that is just ridiculous. Yeah. Where have we gone I, from here? I, I I saw one once where. Uh, some chick was like getting stuff out of the the dryer, her some clothes or something, and she was having a hard time getting something out. Her boyfriend just walks in, just sticks her his dong in her, and just goes to town. I'm like, this is stupid. And she keeps her head in the dryer like the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, this is really dumb. But second of all, that's a little rude to women. That is, it is. Like, what's up with that? Oh man, porn is weird, guys. That's, it, that's it's just—it's just such a weird thing. And porn is in real life too. Just get that through your head too. Yeah, don't try to fuck like a porn star. You'll only hurt yourself or someone else. Yeah, they make it look really easy. Just say that. Mm. You know, just as easy as it seems. <laughs> Rail a woman while she's yeah, bending what? over in a dryer. <laughs> this, this, that just did not work, man. But it seems I, like I'll it'll be you, just I'll as easy to try out Gran Turismo Sport. Meaning you'll have to be invited to do so. It was definitely so. not easy to make this game, though. I mean, polyphony takes 10,000 years to make anything. Hey, this is in VR, okay? this You can play this in VR, GT Sport. New technology. Let's cut yeah. them. Let's cut them some slack. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, you. There are signups that are open now. 
And the beta begins March 17th. Such a great time to start your beta. Yeah. Just an excellent time. Four days before Mass Effect. That's a great time to just start your beta. Yeah. I agree. But that's not stopping me from signing up because I fucking love Gran Turismo. I think I will sign up so I can give this a shot because I love racing games. I've never really been the biggest Gran Turismo guy, but I definitely would check this out for sure. And I hope this is a good sign that this game, you know, isn't that far off. They were supposed to have a beta. It just, and when, let me back up. When you think about this game, they put a date on this game of November 18th of last year. We're now sitting in March and we have no clue when the hell this game is coming out. So like, what did that game look like if it was supposed to come out in November? I, that's something that's very fascinating to me because I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, but it, this game was also supposed to have a beta before that November date that, that they canceled. So it's cool that they're getting around to doing this beta and you know giving this game all all the time they need. Although man, they've given it a lot of time already. Mm. Yeah, and maybe they, maybe we're all sitting here going ah. They're taking their time. You know, it's really only been four years since Gran Turismo 6, but Gran Turismo 6 launched December 2013 after the PS4 was already out. So it just, in and it didn't sell as well as Gran Turismo normally does. And, you know, Gran Turismo just sells like freaking crazy. Um, so it just feels like it's been a very long time since there's been a Gran Turismo game of significance. So, We'll see. Grand Turismo 6, though, let's be real, should have been a launch title. For should have been. Did and it ever get ported? No, oh. it didn't. Huh. And, and that gets to another thing, is like right around that time, when Grand Turismo 6 launched and the PS4 launched, you know, they, Polyphony was like, yeah, it won't take too long to get Grand Turismo 7 out on PS4. It'll be like 2015. It's like, uh... Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, in 2017. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't even be surprised if this game doesn't even come out this year. Anyways, uh, maybe we'll yeah, have I'll more to say about it. Because I'm, I'm intrigued for sure. I hope I get in. Um, yeah. Updates, updates, updates. It seems like we're always talking about updates to games. Yeah. And here well, we have a major update to No Man's Sky. Remember that Oh, game? hey, what? No Man's Sky. Yeah, they're still working on that game. Oh, and it boy. seems like they have some pretty cool features in this list of features I'm seeing here. Um, So let's just go through the highlights here. There's going to be PlayStation 4 Pro support. Who knows what that's going to be? Um, There are going to be some land vehicles. Yeah. Um racetrack you can build racetracks now that seems pretty cool considering you can never meet anyone else and race them um uh i was gonna say that but then you just kind of said it for me <laughs> and then there's a photo mode so you can take a picture of you and none of your friends yeah exactly um there's 50 percent more original music from 65 days of static yeah, I think the music was pretty groovy. For yeah, what it was. 
Yeah. It was definitely one of the better things about it. But there's new, like, ship specializations and classes and traders and... Get this. More base building stuff. Get this. Permadeath mode. Because oh. if No Man's Sky wasn't frustrating enough sometimes, imagine yeah. permadeath. Yeah. You land on a planet, and it's really fucking toxic. Yeah. And then you're dead forever. Mm-hmm. I think the addition of ve- like land vehicles and stuff is pretty cool, though. It's huge, as they say. Yeah, because that's one thing that sucked about No Man's Sky, is like, you either fly around on your ship, which was kind of frustrating, and you're also wasting resources to get to the next planet that you want to go to, or you walk around the damn thing, damn planet, which will take forever. So doing this is cool. Let's hope they don't make it like grindy and frustrating to to use, though. Yeah, let's let's hope it doesn't handle like the Mako. Yeah, I'm a Mako hater. Yeah, y'all can get at me. I mean, I haven't really looked into the whole base building thing, but you know, I don't know. I guess that's mm. cool. Why not? Mm. But hey, this game, it, Hello Games just continues to support it. Maybe we'll come back to this in a year and be like, wow, they've added some really cool stuff here. You know, they have to add a lot, but we'll see. Yeah, I I am I'm glad they're working still working on it. I'm glad mm-hmm. that uh they're making the game better. Yeah. But I just have other things to do right now. Yeah. In in just continually updating and supporting this game is going to be the best way to still smooth over a ton of people that just feel burned and pissed off about this game. I don't think they'll all go away, but you know, you could definitely hopefully convert some people with this. So props to hello games for supporting their game, even though they might not have felt like they should. Mm. So, Tyler, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Um, I was going Ooh. to use May as a month to catch up on some backlog. Yeah. To catch up on maybe some Ghost Recon. Maybe whatever else I missed. Maybe some Persona, if I don't get through it in April. And uh, that and, Prey and, that and, comes and out Prey, in May. And Prey. Early May. Yeah. But it seems like the universe says, fuck you. You don't get to have plans. <laughs> Because two games I'm interested in are releasing in May now, one of which is Rhyme and the other Farpoint. Yeah. Farpoint, of course, the VR first-person shooter, and then Rhyme kind of like, sort of like The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Wind Waker-esque. Like a more of a puzzle adventure game. Uh Mm supposed to be a ps4 exclusive and then sony was like nah mm-hmm. sorry and, yeah but it now... still is coming out on playstation 4 which yeah. means yeah something i don't know what it means um yeah i'm really excited they were supposed to publish it and stuff too which i yeah. don't think they're doing so i i i'm gonna say i'm really excited for farpoint i got to play this at psx and the peripheral is really cool um, you're going to be able to buy the game for 40 or yeah, you can buy the game for $50. Uh, 
you can buy the uh, controller for $80, but if you buy them bundled... Oh, no. You can buy the bundle for $80. I think the controller is $60. Something okay. crazy like that. But if you buy them both bundled, which I don't know why you wouldn't, you can get the whole package for $80. That controller is fucking legit. I... Yeah, man, and the, uh, this game is like the first like first person shooter I've played that I've actually felt good about. So, so how does this work though? Like with the controller, like okay, I so, guess you you have the PSVR headset on and you're just holding the controller and pointing up, but when you move the 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 gun in the game, it you know. Yeah, or in real life, it, it looks like that in the in the game. I'm assuming. Yeah. So, or so when you're holding the gun, like you can either fire from the hip, or if you pull it up, you can actually see through sights. Wow. With your headset on, you just have to be careful you don't knock yeah. your headset around. But you can you can actually like look through the sights of the gun and like sh- shoot at stuff. But yeah, it's just a lot of fun. Like there's a stick on the front handle that l- lets you do like your movement strafing and all that stuff, and you just move where you're facing. Okay cool and yeah, the game is fun. the game at least from the demo that i played was designed so you're moving forward most of the time so there's not really a problem with like turning around mm-hmm. but still it's, it's it's a lot of fun it's like the evolution of um light gun shooters yeah sort of in, in a strange way I, I this is the game that i am like anticipating for psvr like there's, I, there, there are other games that I want to play, but this, this is the one that I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, uh, there are three great VR games coming out this year. Hopefully, coming out this year: Gran Turismo Sport, Ace Combat Seven, and uh, Farpoint. Yeah. Just an excellent year for VR with those three games alone. Yeah, um, and I think those three games, if they turn out well, can make a pretty damn good case, along with Resident Evil Seven. Mm, For sure. Yes, Resident Evil Seven. Oh man. Yeah, I, I'm excited for Rhyme though. I'm I'm a little hesitant on it. Like I, I'm gonna wait and see, and hopefully it turns out well. But it seems like a game I I would I would probably dig. It looks cool. I like its art style and and all that stuff. So that's cool. Excited. Yeah. Excited. What a year for games, man. My God. I, I really do think that this year could go down as like one of the best years of all time. Absolutely. I am in full agreement. I mean it's insane and it's only three months in. So Alright. Um mm. so we have some numbers. Numbers are exciting. Yeah. We have the PlayStation Store February's top downloads. Would you like to kick us off with the top downloads on PlayStation yes. 4? Let's do this. Um, go do the PlayStation 4 game starting at number 20. On to number 1. Number 20, Bloodborne. 19, Titanfall 2. 18, Mortal Kombat XL. 17, NBA 2K17. 16, Star Wars Battlefront. 15, Battlefront Battlefield 4. 14, Resident Evil 7. Uh, I dropped a... A little bit more than I probably would have thought that it would have, but uh, number thirteen, Minecraft PlayStation Four Edition. Twelve, uh, FIFA Seventeen. Eleven, Need for Speed. Ten, UFC Two. 
Nine, Madden NFL 17. Eight, Rocket League. Seven, Ark Survivors Pack. Six, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Five, Grand Theft Auto Five. Four, Battlefield One. Number three, Neo. Two, Horizon Zero Dawn. Number one is For Honor. Now, Horizon would have taken the top spot, absolutely, but it was out for one day in February. So to be out for one day and be at number two, it's pretty impressive. Um, Honestly, I'm a little surprised on For Honor. I'm not. I've been hearing excellent things about For Honor from my friends that have been playing it. I've seen a lot of uh, Twitch activity with For Honor. It's a popular game out there. I did play that game, which I wanted to talk about last week, but completely forgot. Mari, one of our buddies, brought his PS4 over to my place, and we were playing a bunch of For Honor. And honestly, it is a lot of fun. And you might look at it and go, you know, well, what's the point? But when you play it, when you get in a one-on-one duel, it is absolutely thrilling. Uh, I got to play a few matches. I got to play the campaign, which I thought the campaign was neat as well uh it, it is a good game for sure it's a game i want to dive into just not right now um but it's good that it's on on top good to see uh neo up there as well yes that's another game that's great it's good to see like it's good to see um new ip taking the top for sure mm. interesting to me no call of duty that is interesting Battlefield hanging in there at number four, but no no Call of Duty Infinite Warfare anywhere. Huh. I wonder why that is. Um, We're going to skip the PS3 games because we don't believe that the PS3 is relevant anymore. <laughs> wow. Fight Night Champion. And is there being a... I think that was the last Fight Night game. Fight Night used to be a thing. EA should bring Fight Night back. Just, there know. aren't enough games releasing on PSVR for that to be super relevant. Oh, Job Simulator took the top notch with yeah. Psychonauts closely behind. Um, but I'm going to bring you down the PS Vita games from 10 to 1. At number 10, Hyper Dimension Neptunia U, colon, Action Unleashed. Unleashed. Ugh. I can't talk. I've been having trouble talking. Because I have like this ulcer on my front lip. It's hard to talk. Mm. I hate getting ulcers in your mouth, man. Mm. It's just the worst. At number nine, Minecraft colon PlayStation Vita edition. At number eight, Need for Speed Most Wanted. At number seven, Severed. Number six, Touch My Katamari. (laughs) (laughs) At number five, Darkest Dungeon. Number four, Dragon Ball Z colon Battle of Z. Final Fantasy X and X2 Remaster takes the third spot. At number two is Tales of Hearts R. And at number one, Adventure Time, colon, The Secret of the Nameless Kingdom. Wasn't Adventure Time number one last month, too? I could be wrong. It was up there. My memory does not serve me well. Adventure Time, selling all them PlayStation Vitas. Mm. There you go. PlayStation Classics, uh, from 10 to 1. Number 10, Final Fantasy VI. 9, Final Fantasy 7, 8, Final Fantasy 8, 7, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, 6, Final Fantasy 9, 5, Twisted Metal Black, 
four, the Warriors, three, Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, two, Bully, and one, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas. Rockstar and Square just rolling the cash in right there. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so. stuff. I think we all know what is next. We are going to talk about the new games that came out this week. And let's see if there are way too many games. Yes, there Tyler. are way too many games. But I, let's let's do this. Yes, you We can you, get through this together. Go ahead, kick us off, Tyler. First game on the list is Too Dark. Spelled or pronounced two, as in the number, and then Tark. Uh, out on PS4, digital. From Frederick Raynal, the creator of Alone in the Dark and pioneer of Survivor Horror, Too, Too Dark is a grim journey of stealth and courage into the heart of corruption. Use your cunning to infiltrate gloomy woods, bastions of cruelty. Investigate to uncover the secrets of the deranged psychopaths within... Seek retribution for their crimes and bring the children to safety. Frederick who? Raynal. <laughs> I'm Ray sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm a child. Right now, I have no clue how to say that properly. But, mm. yeah. Okay. Frederick Anal. Oh, shit. Of course, you know, the week is hard for me to talk. Atelier, Fierce, The Alchemist, and The Mysterious Journey. Boy. Sweet. I got that right, I think. <laughs> the second entry in the Mysterious Saga follows the adventures of the enthusiastic Ferris Mistlud. Okay. And her loving older sister, Leanne Mistlud. The sisters have lived their entire lives in the isolated town of Ertona, where Ferris uses her ability to see where crystals are buried. By way of a fateful encounter, Ferris learns of the Academy exam and decides to take her first trip outside into the outside world, setting off on a grand, a grand, grand journey to become a certified alchemist and discover the mysteries that life has to offer. I stumbled oh. over that a lot. Yeah, it's okay. Next up is Clicker Heroes. Don't on buy PS4. this game. Don't buy this game. Don't buy this game. It's a fucking clicker game. Really? Yeah. Like a My Name is Mayo. Like um, you thing. Do you are you familiar with the game Cookie Clicker? No. So basically, you just click cookies, and you get more points that let you buy upgrades to let you cook more, click more cookies at the same time. Oh, oh, okay, it, okay, oh, it's damn one of those it, kinds of games. Okay, it, damn it. There was a game that came out that was pretty popular not too long ago. That was a clicker. I, I know what you're talking about now. Um, all right. Ever wondered what one quadrillion damage per second feels like? Wonder no more. Embark on your quest to attain it today. Start out by clicking on the monster to kill them and get rid of their gold. Spend that gold on hiring new heroes to get more damage. The more damage you deal... The more gold you will get, feel your power grow exponentially. Fucking an exploit of game of a game. It is not. It, yeah, those games really. Video games encompass a large, large, just variety of things. 
this thing is hardly a video game. Yeah. You are it's like it's interactive software, I'll give it that. But it is hardly a fucking game. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's like me poking <laughs> you and like me poking you like get you more annoyed so I get more punches from you and I want to get punched by you, so I'll just poke you even more. Because yeah. the more you punch me, the more I can poke you. Yeah. That's not a game. That, that game that I was that I was talking about while you read the next one. So. Alright, yeah. so let's move to Darknet, a PSVR game available digitally. Darknet is a strategy puzzle game in which you play as an elite hacker, contracted, contracted, to retrieve data from the world's most secure networks. Plug into the net, install viruses, inject code, and tunnel through cybersecurity in an experience inspired by the classic cyberpunk vision of the future. Right on. Have not found it. Anyways. Let's... <laughs> Dino Dini's kickoff revival on PS4 and Vita digital cross-buy. Dino Dini's... What? Okay. I Dino Dini's... I what? think it's Dino. Dino Dini. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too. Dino Dini's. Because I work with a guy named Dino. So, okay. We're going to go with Dino Dini's. Kickoff Revival. Combines the elements that make... That made Kickoff. It's sequel, Kickoff 2, and Goal. Such a success. Together with the improved technology offered by PS4. High-resolution graphics to keep the spirit of the franchise, updated physics, artificial intelligence, and gameplay that is both easy to learn, yet deep and unusually intense. Mm -hmm. All right. Right on. Just exactly what we needed. Another soccer game. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. I talked about this earlier. We got Disc Jam on PlayStation 4 Digital. Reminder, free for PlayStation Plus members this month. Disc Jam is a fast-paced action sports game that pits two to four players against each other in a frantic mix of air hockey and tennis. Players scramble to retrieve and throw a glowing disc while unleashing devastating abilities and defending their end zone. An exciting blend of strategy and skill. Bam! Next up is Gem Smashers on PS4 and Vita Digital. Gem Smashers is a fun puzzle game with eight worlds in more than a hundred levels. Help the three heroic creatures who escaped capture who who escaped capture during the invasion of Earth to rescue their friends. Right on. Breaking news: Apparently, there's like a cyanide and happiness app now. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can basically make your own like characters. And, like, you can see other people's characters. Mm. So, yeah. We can make some, cool. we can make some comics now. Yeah. Make some hot comics. Oh, boy. So, we have next the game based on the game based on the toy. Lego Worlds. Um, Kind of strange they haven't made this game before, but... This is available on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail. Explore, discover, create together. Lego Worlds is an open environment, procedurally generated worlds 
made entirely of Lego bricks in which you can freely manipulate and, dyna and dynamically populate with Lego models. Create anything you can imagine one brick at a time, or use large-scale landscaping tools to create vast mountain ranges and dot your world with tropical islands. In Lego worlds, anything is possible. Yeah, basically mine, Minecraft with Lego. Which... I, I played this on PC. Is it good? Um, The build on PC at the time was a beta build, so mm. I don't know if that's reflective. It was kind of... It was kind of lame, actually, but hey, maybe they improved it. I don't know. Yeah. They uh, This type of game, though, kind of makes me go, like, why wasn't this made years ago? Because it probably could have been pretty damn popular. Next up is Loot Rascals on PS4. Digital. Only you can rescue Big Barry, your huge robot head pal from a space theme park that's been invaded by a tentacle pan-dimensional god beast. Explore an alien planet, beat a menagerie of strange baddies, and win loot cards, which give you special abilities. Loot Rascals is a tale of friendship, loss, and redemption. Mm. Boom. I think the one that everyone has their eyes on this week... Well... I guess one of the games that everyone has their eyes on this week. Near Automata. Yes. Available on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail. Invaders from another world attack without warning. Unleashing the machine life forms. You To break the deadlock, a new breed of android infantry is sent into the fray. The Yora Squad, Near Automata, is a fresh take on the action RPG genre that gracefully blends mesmerizing action with a captivating story. Oh, boy. Oh. Mm -mm -mm. Next up is Shift Happens on PS4 Digital. Shift Happens presents Bismo and Plom, two lovable jelly creatures who got merged due to a comical yet dramatic accident. Together, they have to solve lots of puzzles, survive daring jump, and climbing actions. Mm -mm. That's not a sentence. Or maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. And it's, it's strange. <laughs> it's a strangely worded thing, and, oh, it's gra and it's like grammar is just bizarre. So many fucking games. Uh, next up we have Sublevel Zero Redux. Sublevel Zero Redux is a first-person roguelike six-degree freedom of freedom shooter set in a universe where reality is falling apart. Take control of a lone gunship pilot whose mission is to loot and craft ancient technology. Descend into the vast underground facility fighting through procedurally generated zero-gravity environments... To recover the technology that the technology you and your clan need to survive. Boom. Ugh. Next up is Talisman Digital Edition on PS4 and Vita Digital Cross Buy. In Talisman Digital Edition, there are 58 characters a player can control, from their heroic warrior to the powerful sorceress. In this perilous adventure, players battle it out 
to journey across a dangerous land and to be the first to claim the crown of command, a magical artifact with the power to destroy all rivals and make the bearer the true ruler of the kingdom. Mm. And Ubisoft's latest release here, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, PS4 Digital and Retail. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands is the very first military shooter in a massive, dangerous, and responsive open world that you can play entirely solo or in four-player co-op. Boom. Yeah. That's a game. Mm-hmm. Next up is Total Jigsaw on PS4 Digital. Love jigsaw puzzles, but hate the amount of room they take up. With Total Jigsaw, your worries are over. Start a jigsaw, save it midway through, and complete it later. Containing more than 100 high-quality jigsaw puzzles, that will knock your socks off. Exactly what I bought my PS4 for. Is to do fucking jigsaw puzzles. Jizzsaw puzzles. You make a saw out of your jizz. Okay, alright. That, that's <laughs> not as bad as where, what I, where I was going. Um... Finally, we have here Unearthing Mars, a PSVR game. Carrier-class spacecraft Sentra has arrived in Mars orbit, tasked to retrieve remnants of the missing explorer satellite Phobos. What they will uncover instead are the possible vestiges of an ancient civilization. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. PlayStation Music, you can buy the Horizon Zero Dawn soundtrack, which is an awesome soundtrack. Or you could get that new Ed Sheeran album. Mmm. PlayStation Video, you can watch Westworld Season 1, which is a phenomenal show. Or you could watch a really mediocre movie in the form of Passengers. Yeah, it's just alright. Mm. You get to see Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt have some sexy time on a on a spaceship. Sexy times and space. Mm. If Jennifer Lawrence in space. In space. Jennifer Lawrence in space. How she yeah. lead the rebellion? Thank you. <laughs> I have no clue what just happened right there. Um, there you have it. You know, what just happened was a podcast. <laughs> that is a true statement. And it is, is it our one-year anniversary? How many weeks are in a year? 52. <laughs> oh, shit, and this is episode 52. Yeah. God damn. We We've did been, it. We, we did the thing where we went an entire year and didn't loathe each other. Nope. At least I, I can only speak for myself. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a correct statement. Okay. Um, but yeah. One year down, many more to go. But what's not going any place is where you can find us. You can find us <laughs> on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. And you can email us at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids, where you're probably watching this right now if you're on video. If you're on iTunes or any other podcasting service, don't worry, it's going nowhere for you. 
make sure you hit that review button. Yeah, we like review and all kind of stuff. Yeah, and if you just in general have any comments about how the shows run, what the flow is, just let us know if you think we can improve, because we'll take it into consideration. Very true. Consideration. Mm-mm. Uh-uh-uh. Anything exciting coming up for you, Tyler? Nothing, really. Not a lot. Yeah, but my yeah. life is an un- uneventful trash heap on fire. <laughs> Just rolling into an orphanage somewhere. Um, it's <laughs> very depressing. Oh, all right. And on that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.